Welcome to Pav's Table Talk. I'm your co-host, Chris. I have my science degree with my major in biology and a minor in kinesiology, and I'm currently a year into my master's of physiotherapy, and I'm here today with your host, Pavin, and uh, I too, I got my biology major, and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do in my life. Uh, physiotherapy is one of my goals, as well as even doing occupational therapy, but we'll see where that goes. Um, so we just wanted to introduce this topic um, for black holes, but before that, um, we want to talk about the idea of why we created this podcast. The purpose of this podcast was to just create conversation, um, you know, not between just us, but interesting topics that, you know, could influence other people, you know, to find that they could might they could find it interesting, um, intriguing, and you know, maybe influence their views. Yeah, we're going to be talking about topics all over from science, health, and fitness sociology, anthropology, all sorts of different things, and even some fun ones here and there. So without further ado, uh, Pavin decided to do this first one on the first photo of a black hole. Yeah, so um, to start things off, this is groundbreaking. The photo was posted what, yesterday morning, yeah, April 10th. April 10th. And so, I mean, for someone that doesn't have a science background, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wow. Um, like, we've always had this idea of black holes, but I've actually, personally, I never knew what one actually looked like. And looking at that image, like I was telling you a little earlier, it looked like a back of one of those Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, in terms of the, the breakthrough, um, from what the research that you did, what did you find, like, what exactly is a black hole? So, the biggest thing right now is, when you look at the image, you have this black circle, and around this black circle, you have this sphere of light. And people always wondered, and they had this misconception actually, of a black hole being empty or being nothing and just sucking into it like a vacuum. However, a black hole is the opposite of that. It's so much of something. And that something is just tons of matter and molecules and particles that it's so dense that the gravitational pull is incredibly strong that it, nothing can escape it, like not even light. So when you have this colored ring around it, that's the light being sucked in. And the center part, the black part, is the point of which all the density of all the matter is, where the gravity has sucked everything into. So the, what's really wild is that you have this um, event horizon, so that's the light around it, where this is, becomes the point of no return. So anything that reaches into the event horizon will no longer escape the black hole. So this point has become so, so dense that you're just sucked into it. The crazy thing about the one that was photo uh, photographed um, just the other day was that it's 3 million times the size of Earth. So we're just trying to picture that. So we're picturing Earth, 3 million times the size of Earth is the size of this black hole, and it's 6.5 billion times the mass of the Sun. So picture Earth compared to the Sun, how much bigger the Sun is. So it's only 3 million times larger than Earth, but 6.5 billion times as heavy as the sun. So the density of this thing is insane. So you know those old your mama jokes when you're talking about how big your mom is right. and that her gravitational pull is around the sun. Uh -huh. This thing's gravity is insane. <laughs> yeah. Way bigger than your mama. Right, right. And how far away was this place or this uh, black hole? Uh, it's 500 million trillion light years away. Light years or away. Or kilometers away, sorry. So, 500 so, million trillion kilometers away. So that thing would never have an effect on, you know, a galaxy like ours, right? Uh, that's tough to say because it's in a galaxy in a local universe, but given, I don't know, thousands of years, it definitely could start to suck up 
things around it and eventually make its way close to us. Uh-huh. But it all depends on how well it grows. And what's the name of that galaxy? Uh, it's in the Messier 87, so M87 galaxy. Dude, do they have like a name for like galaxies all over? Yeah, every galaxy has its own name. So huh. we're in a solar system, right. and our solar system is found within a galaxy. So we're in the Milky Way galaxy. Got you, got you. And um, in terms of like discovering this, how do they go about grabbing that image? Um, it's pretty wild, actually. So this this professor, uh, the professor's name was Falke, F-A-L-C-K-E. He's a professor at Randbird uh, University in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. And when he was a PhD student, he actually had a proposal in 1993 to hook up a bunch of satellites together all over the world to create a, to create a powerful enough telescope uh, and take a picture. However, they didn't have any funding for this project at the time. So over the course of 20 years, until was it 2013, they were approved funding. So they have a telescope set up on the volcanoes in Hawaii some places over in Spain, uh, Antarctica, the United States, uh, all these vast high ridges and like in these almost crazy right. like environments. Got you. And they're all linked together, working as one to take a picture of this. So it took eight telescopes, as I read here. Now, the crazy thing about this, the information required to do this was so large, they couldn't even send the info on uh, over the internet. Mm-hmm. They actually had to save everything onto external hard drives. And then they had to collect all of the A hard drives from the sites and then bring it together and then compile it to create the I wonder how big the file is. Probably like a thousands and thousands of terabytes. Well, just looking at the picture here of, I think it's her name's uh, Katie. Uh, yeah, Katie Bowman here. She's with the eight hard drives. And each hard drive looks like it's one foot wide by one foot depth and three feet tall. That's each of them. So it looks huge. And Katie, she's the one that um, led the algorithm for this picture. Yeah, I believe Katie was the one that was, uh, and she's an MIT graduate student, and she was the one who developed, I'm not sure if she wrote it, but she d- developed the algorithm. Wow, and um, you know, that's the second time now a woman's done something groundbreaking in terms of just the science, right? Like in terms of astronomy? Yeah, the, so the, Katie was, she's been getting a lot of praise because um, being a woman behind creating this algorithm. <clears throat> and the interesting thing was before, back when we put man on the moon for the first time, this lady, Margaret Hamilton, uh, she was the one who wrote the entire code and the entire algorithm for the Apollo space missions. So she herself wrote the code that put man on the moon. So you can argue that a woman put man on the moon. That's crazy because, uh, you know, someone, just an average person, if you had asked them who she is, I guarantee most of them wouldn't be able to tell you that, but they'd be able to tell you the guys that were on the moon. Yeah, most people know Neil Armstrong, but exactly. not a lot of people are going to be able to tell you who Margaret Hamilton was. Wow, okay. Yeah. So it's good to bring light to these people that are writing and doing the actual math and statistics behind all this to do these great feats. Um, okay, so like, so now they have this image, right? Yeah. What's the next step? So I, I, for me, speculating, the next step is you have an image, and they need to study why there has that ring of light around it and from there okay. they can figure out is the light getting sucked in like what's what's actually happening because now that they know what it looks like and we have an idea what it does we can start trying to connect and put the two together like what really is happening so so you, so you take that light ring itself right so yeah. how does a black hole form isn't it from like a collapsed star or something yeah from my understanding is if you have for example a collapsed star there, a star, when it collapses, all the gas and all the matter collapses in on itself, 
and it sucks itself in to create a really dense space. And then once it's heavy enough, it gets its own gravitational pull. And once something has enough gravitational pull, it can start pulling things around it. So you look at the Earth. Earth has a gravitational pull, so the moon orbits around us. The moon also has a gravitational pull. So whenever the moon is on one side of the Earth, the waves and the tides go one uh -huh. way. Wow. Once we rotate, the waves and everything go the other way. Right. However, once you get larger and larger, the sun is large enough that it has 11 planets. Well, I don't know if Pluto's a planet right now. <laughs> but every, once it gets large enough, you can get uh, more and more things around it. So this thing is so large that it's just sucking everything into it. That's crazy. Um. So, you know, theory-wise theory now, so like if somebody were to go close to this black hole, yeah. like what, what does it mean for them? Personally, I think they're just going to get sucked in and crushed. And Yeah? yeah. There's, there's no like altered dimension that they're going to enter? Well, this goes way beyond my understanding of physics, but I can speculate on the ideas that have been spoken for. And I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with the movie Interstellar with uh, Matthew McConaughey, but they did a really interesting job of what it's like to be around a black hole. And Hollywood took over a little bit when they went into the black hole but basically they're saying that the gravitational pull around a black hole is strong enough that time itself slows down so if we were to go and fly around a black hole time would be so slow let's say if you spend 10 seconds going around a black hole it could be a hundred years mm -hmm. earth time which would be absolutely crazy and then they even went further to saying that if time was linear and then all of a sudden you had year 0 to 2000 on a straight line. But then you would connect each end of the line together. So you create a loop. That a black hole can connect one side of that loop to another random side. But we uh -huh. wouldn't know where about it would be. So it's almost of a like an alter dimension, like, like a wormhole, like a portal to go into one way out the other. That is crazy. Because, like, I mean, just for movies, like, this really goes beyond my imagination. Just imagine having a black hole just as like a source of transportation yeah. to another galaxy. And then you're like, and then I got like guardians of the galaxy, for example, <laughs> maybe there are alien planets somewhere you yeah. know, in different galaxies. Well, it's crazy. Dimensions. It's crazy that they call this in the local part of the universe. So this wow. thing is 500 million trillion kilometers away. Like think you can't even think like the America is 3 trillion in debt, right? There's 500 million trillion of that far away in kilometers and did you use how, how that's they, still considered local universe that's that's amazing like that's beyond what my mind can comprehend right. like how large is the universe well, really well, is, is space and is it never ending space is ever growing is ever growing yeah yeah there's different regions of space that are growing and you can tell that i remember seeing an image one time and it showed blue and red wavelengths and the red wavelengths were growing and the blue ones were closer. So different parts of space are actually shrinking, uh -huh. but more parts of space are actually growing further out. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, so, you know, the, the black hole, you said, like, it's, it's so big and it just, it feeds and it gets bigger off of just particles running around in space, right? Yeah. So the more stuff that comes into it, it just builds on itself. Snowball and, effect. And, and does it get, does the black hole move or does it just stay put and suck things in? From what I understand, it doesn't actually move. It just becomes the new center. It becomes a new center. Yeah. Okay. So it, now that it's there, everything's going to revolve around that. Right. Okay. That's interesting to think about. Yeah. So in my mind, I have a hard time comprehending space as up and down as well as left to right. Okay. Because I see, we're so used to seeing images of the solar system in a linear plane. Uh-huh. 
But you gotta think that there's also above us and below us too. Right. Right. So this black hole is spanning such a large mass of area up and below, as well as all around it, uh -huh. that this thing is literally just sucking from all around. It can change entire galaxies based on where it is. So it's sucking in stars and uh -huh. everything. It's, it's just crazy to think about. Like I'm still just trying to ponder the thought of that. And um, you know, the black hole. Do they? Do they? Have, like, what's their lifespan? Do they just? Are they there forever? Well, we. I don't think we have any idea about it. This right. is the since this is the first time that one's been photographed, and we've only ever speculated like from recent satellite images or recent satellite and wavelength uh, radio wavelengths whatnot. We've determined that there's been these great gravitational pulls. Uh -huh. and that's where we theorized what a black hole was. But now it's the first time we actually got one image. So now we can actually likely track the growth of it and see if there's a lifespan. But the biggest thing here that scientists are speculating is the black hole, they hold the information to where the universe started. So they're, they're speculating that by studying these images and learning more about this black hole in particular, we're going to get an idea of how matter and particles actually spread out afterwards so maybe a black hole doesn't like disintegrate up afterwards or right. it does explode and then sends crazy amounts of molecules and atoms elsewhere or maybe it doesn't but they're speculating that time and everything around it is going to be sourced from this black hole wow that's crazy so you you say like they could detect traces from before like yeah ago? so that the information and that the time is all trapped within the black hole and that's the wavelengths all this stuff is going to have what we need to know about the past of where all the matter and atoms started and it's going to help us with the future of where everything's going to go that's crazy um so like i was watching a video the other day um it was like talking about you know earth you know billions trillions years later yeah and i thought it cool because they talked about like the bigger stars like the sun for example Right, and when that's when its lifespan runs out, it turns into a white a white star. Yeah, I think they call it like they call them white dwarfs and black dwarfs. Yeah, and yeah, white that. dwarfs. Yeah, and eventually, you know, we'll, the the world will go into a stage of just dark matter. Yeah, and it'll just be full of black holes. Yeah, and no stars left and everything. Yeah. So, well, if that were to happen, life would cease to exist. Right, because you couldn't survive in something with that much gravitational pull. Oh, that's crazy. So that would be the end of the galaxy around it. Yeah, so, but then, but then if we're theor like theorizing, like how did Earth start? Are yeah. we going to go back to the Big Bang theory, like how you know human life was created, or like you know just how was the planet created in the first place? Was it from two stars colliding and forming energy, or? Well, that's what they're getting at with the black hole. They think it's going to be able to tell us what happens to the matter after it's been sucked in and how it gets spread throughout the universe. Huh. Yeah, this okay. is going way above my pay grade. But this <laughs> right. is what they're trying to get out with getting this, these images is learning of how all this was spread out and where the universe actually starts, begins, and right. ends. Yeah, I like that whole idea of being able to like trace it back. Because, I mean, just knowing that that's a possibility makes this whole like breakthrough of this image like very significant. Yeah. Because I just thought, you know, first looking at it, okay, oh, that's a black hole. That's cool. Yeah. Does it have any effect on this? Not that I know of. Right. So, I mean, I didn't see anything, but just that whole thing you're saying makes it really unique. Yeah, it really does. This is the first, like, the first frontier that's really going to shine light 
of where everything began. And it's it's pretty pretty significant, right. my fact. But this poor M87 galaxy with this black hole, I'm predicting that this place is just going to get sucked up one day. So just a little bit more about this galaxy. Uh, it's also known as the Virgo galaxy. So it's a super giant elliptical galaxy. And it's in one of our constellations. So if you look up in the sky and we look at the different stars, right. and whatnot, you see Leo. Okay. It's the Virgo one. And it's one of the most massive ones in ours. But I'm thinking, like now, remember, I don't have a PhD in any of this stuff. Right. But I'm thinking that this black hole is going to eventually suck up the entire galaxy. Just suck it straight up. No, because that part, I don't know about that. Because I'm I'm sure there's black holes in other galaxies. And I think when I was reading that article I was talking about earlier, they said that, that there's most galaxies have a super massive black hole. They're just right. in the center and they're sitting there. So, like, I mean, I... I guess it's a possibility, but how likely is that? And if it does happen, it's not going to happen in a few days. It'll take years, right? Yeah, it won't happen in our lifetime. But you're right. It is a super massive, and it, they describe it as creating like, an, like a galactic nucleus of the galaxy. Right. So if you're, as long as you're outside of the event horizon, okay. then you, you won't get pulled in. Okay. So if anything travels close enough to that, like that field, like, if we have if we have a basketball and around the basketball you draw like a six foot circle. Okay. Right? If you're in that six foot circle, you're going into the black hole. But if you're outside of that six foot circle, then you're safe. So the point is though, is that everything in space is constantly moving right. around it and eventually the orbits could change and go into it. So then if you get more of that going in, that's when it can keep growing and the six foot circle can now become an eight foot circle. Right. So that's what I was thinking that slowly things like meteors and all that kind of stuff would just start shooting into the black hole. Okay. And then as it gets larger and larger and larger, that circle is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. That's interesting. And then okay. as the event horizon gets larger and the point of no return becomes larger, right. more stuff will come in as more stuff goes in. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. That's not happening in, by tomorrow. Like but, you said. Yeah. yeah, we won't be around for this. So do you think like, you know, within the next... And we'll say 50 years. You think there's going to be a next step to this? I think the next step is going to be trying to send some sort of signal to it and seeing if they can bounce it back. <laughs> I could just imagine them like tying a rope to an object, throwing <laughs> you know, it in there, and just seeing if they can pull the rope out with the same object. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be one of those movies where you take, you throw the rope into the sea and it comes back empty. empty like, yeah. yeah, you lost oh, your man. It was on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely not going to happen. Take a long-ass fucking roll. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, but this is definitely incredibly interesting stuff if you're into space. And we learned a lot about it just now going over it. We have some crazy... The amount of scientists needed to do this was like 200 people just to take a photo. And these are all like hardworking scientists. So it takes a lot of work just to take a photo of something. <laughs> Congratulations to those guys. I saw a photo with all of them in there. Yeah, yeah. It take a lot of work. Yeah, it, is, it was the Event Horizon Telescope. So shout out to those guys. Wow. Yeah, so I think I've covered everything I wanted to say today. Right. I guess. Do you want anything else you want to add, Pat? No, I think that's about it, man. So essentially, this is a groundbreaking discovery, and I'm excited to see what, you know, is up for store. Yeah, what else comes our way? All right, thanks, everyone. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye.